One, two, is on? Well, let me talk to you. A little bit of the bubbly. Party, party, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah! It's not hot! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Wrestling Getting Podcast. I'm one of your fantastic hosts, Chris the Heat Matthews, joined as always by your not so fantastic but somewhat fantastic host, uh, Garrett G Money Mun. <laughs> and that's all fair good with the devil. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, all right. Tennessee Jesus. What's up, yo? Having some fun with the devil. Oh, <laughs> uh-huh. um, what's that? I saw, I saw Sarah Good with the devil. You saw Sarah Good with the devil. Yeah, Sarah Good. Okay. Rock and roll. You never seen the Crucible, dude? Or read it? What's that? The Crucible? Uh, no. Need to watch it or read it or something. Okay. All I know is the devil went down to Georgia and he was looking for a soul to steal. The but Christian instead... Is <laughs> the devil going up to Massachusetts. <laughs> I was on to something and you just completely fucked me up. <laughs> All right, what's up the podcast over? Ready? One, two, three. <laughs> Oh man, I was gonna say the devil went down to Georgia looking for a soul to steal, but instead found the Wrestle Getting Podcast on Twitter at Wrestle Getting Podcast with one D, Facebook.com slash Wrestle Getting Pod with one D as well, Instagram.com. Well, yeah, Instagram.com, but you can pull up your Instagram app and find us there as well, Wrestle Getting Pod with two Ds, and then YouTube.com slash for the collection. Instagram for the collection for the underscore collection and pro wrestling tees.com slash Russell get a podcast to buy some of our shit. There we go. So <laughs> that's where I was going with that. <laughs> but it is all good. So we'll leave it under because that shit was tight. <laughs> oh, we probably just lost like three people. So. <laughs> Now we're down to like 15 people that listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, there's lots to talk about this week. We've got Slammiversary happened last weekend. Money in the Bank. San Diego Comic-Con news this week. A whole bunch of stuff. Um, so let's on oh, some new stuff, too. Some big new stuff that might come to fruition here. As of right now, it is. Pure speculation, but let's get in to the news. Well, hotline fans, I have got a hotline rumor for you. The number, what's the number? Let me call the number. In the Hulkster's hotline, you may do so by dialing one 945 All right, so let's um let's start with some NXT news here. We'll kind of work backwards. Uh, so Walter versus Dragunov two. So it's going to take place at uh, NXT TakeOver 36. 
which is uh, that SummerSlam weekend? I think so. So it was supposed to take place like this Thursday. Well, yeah, Walter recording on Friday. Yeah. yeah, I guess he's injured. I, I don't know fully. No, I'm guessing that's what it is. But yeah, they they decided on that date, which would make more sense anyway, because like, I mean, who the fuck doesn't want to watch the two of them wrestle? If you haven't watched, exactly. I mean, that's obviously, big... if if you haven't been watching wrestling or like Walter, you obviously know Walter, but unless you don't watch wrestling. Like, I mean, I kind of understand if you don't know Droganoff because he only really wrestles for NXT UK. But like, man, when these two fucking wrestle, it is something to watch. Well, the first match was hellacious. So to quote Jim Ross, that was a slobber knocker. Holy so, shit. Those guys go uh, after each other. Yeah, this it's like watching Ciampa and Gargano, pretty much. Yep. Uh, or or Ciampa and Thatcher when they were going at it. So that's pretty much what you're gonna get from these two. And actually putting that at takeover thirty six, summers which is yeah, that SummerSlam weekend is going to be pretty uh, pretty huge. So, that should be pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, so pretty psyched about that. If you're not psyched for that, like, I don't know, you're probably just an AEW mark. So, that doesn't like anything outside of AEW or New Japan or whatever. So, yeah. Uh, let's see. Speaking of New Japan, we had a, uh, during Slammiversary, they showed a Bound for Glory teaser video. Um, you know, pretty much announcing the date for Bound for Glory, which is going to take place in Vegas this year. Uh, we saw some showcases for some logos for NWA, AAA, and New Japan Pro Wrestling, which we pretty much saw a representative from each one of those companies on Slammiversary, pretty much. Mm-hmm. I think the only one that wasn't represented uh, fully was uh, AAA. Yeah, so I think I, mean, uh, I think Black Tarus is is like strictly um under Impact contract. I might be mistaken on that one, but yeah, I'm saying it's the same way this week too on Impact. So we'll get yeah, to that later though. Yep. No, I'm actually I'm excited for this because you got yep. AW, NWA, AAA, New Japan Pro Wrestling, um, Ring of Honor. I think is going to start working with them too. I know there's been some mention, some back and forth between um, Mickey James and a couple of the talent uh, wrestling for Ring of Honor right now, and especially with Chelsea Green being involved in the Ring of Honor Women's Tournament and being back on Impact. So there's definitely some cross promotion there as well. Yep. I think we're we're definitely looking at a new era of professional wrestling, and I'm totally here for it. Just hope they cut AEW out so it's just like AEW by themselves. I'm, uh, I can go either way on that one because I think with AEW you have more of the star power compared to the other three aside from New Japan, but you have yeah. some of the bigger names in AEW as opposed to like Impact and um, NWA. Because like mm-hmm. really, what's the the biggest name in NWA is Nick Aldis. Honestly, so as much as you know, yeah. But if I, I think, I think if they did it as they did Impact, Ring of Honor, New Japan, NWA, AAA, you got all those guys from Ring of Honor that are gonna bring it up too. I mean, Impact honestly isn't that bad. I just don't think like 
anybody really watches Impact because they don't know about it anymore, and you guys are all losers. Uh, and then <laughs> New Japan only brings like, not only does it bring the stardom that they already have, but it helps you see like all these guys that you don't get to watch on a regular basis, and they need to just showcase them more. So like, I feel like it only benefits all of them. Well, think about it too. When they when NWA did the Crockett Cup a couple years ago, we had the Briscoes, uh, Rock and Roll Express, um, yep. Villain Enterprises. You had all these different teams represented from NWA and Ring of Honor. Think if they bring it back this year after the seventy uh, third anniversary show and mm-hmm. being partnered with you know working with Impact and end up and AAA New Japan AEW. How many yeah. other teams can you get involved? Sure. You imagine like the the Gorillas of Destiny taking on like the Young Bucks in the Crockett Cup. Which see that's the thing. I feel mm-hmm. like the only reason really like they want so hard to do AEW is they want so desperately to do like the New Age Bullet Club versus the Elite Bullet Club. Absolutely, the Elite in general because they're not and Bullet Club. But it'll, it's because it'll draw money. Right. Absolutely. Do I want to see Tom Batonga beat the shit out of Kenny Omega? Damn you straight. damn right. Thank you for describing Super Clash. <laughs> Pretty much. So, like, give me something, like, along those lines. So, like, just one big, like, cross-promotional event Super where it's like, like, yeah. I thought that was much. like it was like kind of cross cross promotional. Yeah. Or although like yeah. Yep. But you can't tell me like a like a six man tag match or even like an eight man tag match with Switchblade, uh Kenta and the Grills of Destiny taking on um and shit. They could add an extra person. So yeah. they can add and Fanta- they could add Phantasmo. They could add that big ass dude wrestling. Uh, is that who that is? That's wrestling. Oh, uh, Hikaleo. Hikaleo. He's Bullet Club too. Yeah, he's on. Well, he's on Tom Tonga, Tom little brother. Dude, that dude is yeah. huge. Air quotations, little brother. <laughs> Holy, he was six he, nine. He's big. He looked bigger than Archer. He was. He was taller I'm, than Archer. Uh, that dude was huge. Like height wise, he's bigger than Archer. Like size wise, yeah. Archer's got some got some muscle on him, but uh right. Nicoleo is definitely bigger than, bigger than Archer. So I'm looking bigger forward dick. to that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave that up to you to, to figure out. Uh it's probably probably Hickaleo since you know Archer's a white guy and we're generally not known for having big dicks. So. <laughs> 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 kind of average. So, I mean, if we're going with stereotypes, thank God we're not Asians. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh Lord, God. I apologize. I've been drinking. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah. So, I, that whole, this whole cross promotion stuff, I'm excited to see where they're going for Bound for Glory. I'm pretty sure the way that Impact went off this week. Uh, with Jay White and the Good Brothers and Chris Bay. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit later, too. But I'm pretty sure we're going to get something Bound for Glory-wise involving the Bullet Club and, and the Elite. If not Bound for Glory, then All Out. So, awesome. But uh, speaking of AEW, it's being highly speculated, highly rumored, 
a lot of people are saying that it's it's pretty much confirmed. Daniel Bryan to AEW. Yeah, he was uh, kicked off uh, the roster for uh, WWE 2K22. Yeah, there's no... Up, Mattel said there's no upcoming Daniel Bryan figures planned. Um, there's no merchandise available, like no new merchandise available for Daniel Bryan. I think they may have pulled his merch too from a WWE shop. Um, I think he was moved to the alumni section. If not, probably removed completely. But, um, but yeah, he's apparently all talks of WWE are done at this point. Well, on that that same aspect, there's also still rumors floating around that CM Punk has been in heavy talks with AEW as well, with news of Daniel Bryan coming out. I've heard the same thing that that's a done deal. Yes. So, um, so I don't. So, I don't think we'll know anything until after until they actually debut. Yeah. So I can't. Is it the next pay per view? It's, there's well, something coming up that's Ryan, in Chicago. Uh, all outs in Chicago. Yeah. So if if Punk is gonna be anywhere, that's where he's gonna be. Yeah. Yep. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. And apparently, Daniel Bryan is supposed to debut during the uh, New York City show, the New York City Dynamite. Interesting. So, but that's all speculation, and rumor, um, as of right now. Until we see actual debuts, that's that's all it is. Um, the one thing I'll say though, with like big stuff like this, it kind of, it's a double edged sword having like, like internet access with, with the wrestling community. (laughs) Cause this would have been a huge surprise. Like, like Mm -hmm. Carl and I were talking about this the other day. It was almost, it's like when Lex Luger left WWF and went to WCW and showed up on Nitro that first night. Like that debut edition of Nitro, Lex Luger was there. Very few people, let alone the average fan, knew that Lex Luger had left WWF and went to WCW. And even mm-hmm. the same thing with Hall and Nash, especially Hall showing up on Nitro, because you're still in like the very early days of the internet with you know AOL, you know dial-up shit. Um, and even even then, it wasn't known that Scott Hall had left WWF and went to WCW and they still played it off as if Scott Hall was still working for WWF and was invading WCW. So they got all those cease and desist. So, uh-huh. But that's, that's the one thing about wrestling today compared to, you know, 25 years ago is the internet has pretty much destroyed Destroyed like any chance that you would get of like some kind of surprise, but it can still mm-hmm. be done. As case in point on Dynamite this week, which we'll talk about in a little bit here too, but like you can still have surprises if they're done correctly and not given out ahead of time, or you don't have someone in your company telling people shit. So, especially Dave Meltzer. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so with the news of Daniel Bryan and Punk brings me to, uh, one of our uh, first discussion questions we can pop in here. Um, do you guys think AEW would actually become a 
would become true competition to WWE with the additions of Brian Danielson and CM Punk. So what do you mean by true competition? Like, are you saying, like, ratings or? What, like, probably ratings. Like, let's say comparable to Monday Night Raw. Mm, probably. Uh, yeah, pro- I mean, maybe. This depends. I feel like is- if they get both of them, which I'm sure they think that they know they're going to, I think it would put more... I think it should put more pressure on WWE to perform and have better storylines and do better and try and get better ratings. But that doesn't mean I mean, will. I don't think I don't WWE's think not trying to get ratings. No, they don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, oh. yeah, I mean, I think it definitely would be more comparable. Um... The big thing uh, with both of their characters, though, um, or how they both kind of develop in WWD, they were kind of like the uh, fan favorites, but kind of like their their big stick was, you know, they were like rebellious, like against authority, against WWE. I don't see how that kind of plays off in AEW. You know what I'm saying? Because there is no McMahon yeah. and there's no McMahon guys. Yep. Like well, that was toward like the the later run with Daniel Bryan's career, though, with um before the neck injury. Like that was more of like the anti-authority thing, which is actually that was supposed to be Punk's position um mm-hmm. before Punk left because he was supposed to wrestle Triple H at that Mania. And that's yep. where we got the Daniel Bryan, and then being added to that Triple Threat match after beating uh, Triple H. Mm-hmm. But that's that whole storyline was supposed to be for punk. But uh I I think if they do if Danielson and Punk show up in AEW, I think, you know, I agree with Garrett, WWE is gonna have to do something. Like especially if the ratings show like a huge increase with their debuts. Like I think they're big gets for AEW, like definitely probably like the biggest um debuts that they'll have for that company for a long time um mm-hmm. unless they were to snag someone like out of the blue like freaking say samoa joe or something which i don't even think that would draw like as big of a a rating as like danielson or punk would be no even something like i think randy orton like if for some reason Orton decided he wanted to go to AEW, didn't want to resign, wanted to try something different, went to AEW, I think Orton would be like a huge, huge debut. But yeah, you see, I think well, it's Roman gonna be Reigns. <laughs> Roman. <laughs> Roman Reigns. Yeah, even even Roman, but yeah. Roman Reigns uh, but the one thing I'll Bryan say though, the biggest debuts uh, have. Uh, Raw. Uh, since I saw this earlier today too. Uh, re-signing Braun Strowman isn't going to help you out. I just want to let y'all know that. They re-signed Strowman? They're thinking about re-signing Strowman. I was like, why? Ugh. I was like, what's the use? I mean, I'm not saying like he can't, like he's terrible or nothing. Like, not the best in the world, but like, why would you put your money into that? <laughs> you know what it is? They can probably, they're probably going to re-sign him and probably offer him like significantly less money. 
or maybe not significantly less, but less less money. Yeah, that's, probably, that's them, probably what it is. They'll sign them as uh, William Regal's bodyguards, and Samoa Joe did a bad job. <laughs> oh, who knows? That They'll do something though. <laughs> Uh, all right, so um, let's get into it here. Uh, figure news. So <laughs> I know it's Carl's least favorite part of the show, especially when it's heavy like this week. Uh, <laughs> we will not break down every single figure shown for San Diego Comic-Con because there are over like 140 pictures on Ringside Collectibles. Um, we will not go that far, but we'll, I'll, we'll talk about a couple of them. Um, we'll talk a handful. Um, Mattel Creations, um, MattelCreations.com, which is where um, you, if you're lucky enough to score a Sergeant Slaughter, that's where that that came from. Which that some bitch sold out in six minutes. And let me tell you something, brother. I had that fucking thing in my cart. Entered my card info, hit submit, and the shit sold out as soon as I hit submit order. Son of a bitch. Yeah. I was pissed. I was sitting at my desk at work. I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> People are going to be like, you okay? I was like, yeah, a toy I was trying to buy just sold out in like six minutes. And they're like, just staring at me. Because <laughs> it was some of the, the like a couple of the ETLs that are new that don't know me. So <laughs> I was like, eh. I was like, it's all good. <laughs> oh man so also mattel creations which went live today this friday we're recording so live today the mattel creation scale ring which you can pre-order now 250 price tag on this thing but if you've seen the pictures of this this thing is amazing um it's new generation era so it's got that nice that awesome like neon entryway that we had in like the early 90s working led lights uh, the ring is accurate to an actual design of a ring as far as like the the metal braces and stuff, the metal frame of the ring. I mean, it's all plastic, but you know, it's the same type of, it's like an accurate design to what the actual ring looks like. Uh, cloth apron and ring skirt and wooden planks to go underneath the apron, underneath the canvas for the ring. So the first ring ever to have actual wooden planks for your ring. Uh, it's also going to include an ultimate edition diesel for the, uh, the it's pretty much your main package here. And then after 5,000 sales is what they need to do for this to go into production. Um, if they hit 7,000, it'll unlock the tier two, which will be an ultimate edition doink figure, which looks freaking amazing as well. And then tier three, which is 10,000 sales will be um interchangeable ring aprons so it'll be like four different ring aprons that you can add That's uh fun. so uh to starting today we are starting a uh <laughs> let's get chris this wrestling ring fund me <laughs> <laughs> so only for uh a one dollar a day you can help chris get that much closer to that ring a- ring he needs so desperately <laughs> in his collection for actually the a, for a cost of a bang energy drink <laughs> <laughs> for the next 
not even, man, because it's like it's only up for 30 days. So, <laughs> but, uh, man, but it's still pretty cool. Like, it's something that I'm going to pass on because I don't really need. I have a scale ring already. Um, my only interest scale ring. I know, but this one is I still like my ring, but um, my biggest thing with this one, I love the entrance stages. And this being the the entrance stage with the working LED lights and all that, I was like, that's really what caught my attention with this. But it's so pretty cool. So if you don't if you don't have money, you can still help by calling his wife. (laughs) 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 And ask her to buy it for him. Oh man, yeah, that would be <laughs> awesome. But uh, so <laughs> all right. So today, also uh, again on Friday, Mattel had their their uh, annual San Diego Comic Con panel. We saw a lot of awesome reveals on here. Uh, one big one being the ringside exclusive, uh, Tommaso Ciampa, which amazing figure. Like the face scan on this, as far from the render, looks awesome. Uh, the ring guitar, I believe, is um, when he took on Gargano for the NXT Championship for TakeOver. Thanks. Um, this beast has a $30 price tag on ringside collectibles, but there's so many discount codes out there. So if you use discount code Kyle, you get 10% off. Major 10% off. Um, there's so many. There's a bunch of other ones out there. Uh, WFIGS, 10% off. MBG, 10% off. So a lot of stuff out there that you can use to save some money on this. Um, but it looks pretty solid. And it will, will come with a cloth trench coat as well. So just in case people are wondering on that one or if they missed it. Um, what else we have? We got a, a couple earlier editions for Stratus is coming. I'll talk about Matt Riddle. Um, one of the big ones, Zodiac. For all you uh, WCW fans out there. Chris's yeah, favorite buddy. wrestler, Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Brutus the Barber Beefcake. <laughs> <laughs> I got I love this. Like the face scan is awesome on this. Like the facial expression for the alternate head is just amazing. So that's pretty cool. So WCW fans be on the lookout for that one when that comes out. Uh, we're getting a modern day MVP and one I've been waiting to see the render on Kushida. Oh yeah, it's got the uh, the orange vest, the glasses. Amazing figure. Definitely psyched for that one. Uh, new Nia Jax. Dominic Mysterio. We were talking about this one before uh, we started recording. Great figure mm-hmm. on that one. And it's also a uh, build-a-figure set with that one, which will get a uh, 2006 edition Dominic Mysterio when he was, you know, like 10 years old. So. <laughs> and... Yeah. Wait, is that is that the Ray Mister or is that the Dominic that was in the uh I'm trying to figure the, out who his daddy was yeah. and what what yeah. did he do? The Eddie Guerrero and uh Ray Mysterio ladder match for custody of Dominic. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. Uh Damian Priest, his first elite figure looks awesome. Um another big one that was uh, kind of released earlier in the week. Uh, through some spoiler spoiler list for the panel today, uh, the goon, the goon is getting a figure. He will come with 
the gloves, the hockey stick, um, and he will also have a cloth jersey. So I'm I'm actually kind of excited for that one. I love it when the obscure characters like the goon get an actual figure. The goon in the zodiac. <laughs> I'm still waiting for a gobbledygooker though. <laughs> they don't have one yet. There has not been a gooker yet. They did a prototype for one, but they never actually made a gooker. <laughs> if, if, it doesn't, <laughs> if it doesn't come with the uh, with a giant the, egg, the, the giant and you should. That should be a con exclusive. Like literally, that that's the true definition of a Comic Con exclusive. Like you can literally make a giant egg packaging for this, like a plastic egg, and put the gooker inside the egg. Like there's your there's your exclusive for next year, Mattel. You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> Bronson Reed, Bronson Reed Elite coming in the uh, Bam Bam Bigelow inspired attire from uh. One of the takeovers. I'm psyched for that one. That one's gonna be awesome. Mm-hmm. Definitely a huge pickup for that. Uh, let's see. There's so much in here. Uh, Rob Van Dam and his tiger stripe gear. So the infamous uh, tiger stripe with the skull on the front. New figure for that. We're getting a new Hogan and his uh, more 2003-ish ring attire. The tie dye pants and all that. A uh, couple other, couple other ones on here. Uh, Ultimate editions. We're getting um, an Ultimate Edition Kane and an Ultimate Edition Undertaker. The Kane is in his debut ring attire, so it's like the traditional red and black. But he's going to come with a cape. I saw that. That looked pretty cool. So, so the cape that he wore like twice at house shows is going to come with this figure. Why not? Everybody, I know. Cool with just, cape. Yeah, I mean, I'm Except, pretty psyched. For I it. mean, awesome. just don't get it caught in the airplane thing, <laughs> and then it won't. You won't ruin it for everybody. No capes. No capes. Uh, so then we'll be getting that. We'll also be getting like a '90s era Undertaker as well. Um, that's gonna be pretty awesome. Uh, we're getting a burnt fiend. From this year's WrestleMania. Or prior to WrestleMania. So that's pretty awesome. Uh, new Street Profits. New Roman. Uh, new Bobby Lashley with updated Hurt Business ring attire. Uh, there's something else. Uh, the next wave of Legends. This was Legends Series 13, I believe. Uh, which will have the Hurricane. So the Hurricanes ring attire is closer to um, his ECW gear that he had uh, prior to leaving the company and pretty close to what he wears now. Uh, We're getting, oh, these are awesome. Basics of, um, what's his face? Santos Escobar with his uh, half face painted with the, uh, uh, the uh, the the freaking uh, Day of the Dead skull. Oh, okay. Yeah, and then there's um chases for Joaquin Wild and Raul Mendoza that will have the same thing. Interesting. So from that uh the takeover, I think it was it was a it was Halloween Havoc, wasn't it? I think so. They did that. So those are pretty cool. We're getting a new Ember Moon. I'm psyched about that one. 
about damn time. Swerve's getting a new basic figure as well. So much stuff in here. It's just freaking amazing. So definitely the Holly. This is one I want to talk about. The Hollywood Elite line that we kind of talked about a few weeks ago when we saw the rumors for it. So we're getting um, Wave One's going to be Roddy Piper from They Live, um, The Rock from Hobbs and Shaw, and Cena from The Marine will be your first wave. Wave two is going to be Roman from Hobbs and Shaw. Um, the Rock is the Scorpion King. And the best one, Andre the Giant as Bigfoot from the $6 million man. <laughs> Dude, if, you get a, uh, if we can get a Rock from uh, Be Cool, that would be cool. <laughs> That would be pretty cool. But I think pretty much all the, the figures that are coming out for these are all owned by NBC Universal. So I think that probably is going to be a trend with that. So if it's not an NBC Universal property, we probably won't see a uh, uh, figure releases for them, unfortunately. Uh, yeah, that's uh, those are pretty much all the big ones. The retros are going to be exclusive to Mattel Creations. Um, they will come in specific like VHS style boxes. It looks like um, first wave is Piper, Mean Gene, Mister T, and Cowboy Bob Orton. That is the uh, the first wave of the new retros. Um, but yeah, pretty much it. Um, if you guys want to check out any more of these images and stuff like that, head up to uh, Ringside Collectibles. Has a bunch on there, and um, Wrestling Figure News Source on Twitter at WrestleFig News, uh, where you can see a bunch of the images from the panel as well. Or if you want to watch the full panel, uh, YouTube.com. Um, I think it was on the, the San Diego Comic Con uh, YouTube channel. Uh, but one more quick thing, Carl. We're getting a Chainsaw Charlie. Oh, okay. Oh, that is pretty awesome. And he comes with a chainsaw. Which shouldn't be an issue because they made a chainsaw with a Finn Balor figure a couple years ago. <laughs> oh, all right. So let's roll into um, a couple last tidbits here we got for some Comic-Con news. Uh, Squared Circle Toys, which I have not heard of until today is releasing a series of ringside I don't know what you want to call it like like ringside accessories or like crew members or whatever personnel, personnel. ringside personnel well there, you go. there we go great great one so we've got two different referees so we got a ref in the standard zebra stripe that we see now um the classic ref in the blue shirt with the black bow tie and then security team, like security team members in a red, yellow, yellow shirt and then a black shirt. And these actually look pretty awesome. Like they're just really generic face sculpts, generic um, body types, everything. But there's double jointed elbows, double jointed knees, um, chest joint. They come with interchangeable hands. So the rep has like... um. Fingers that have one, two, three. Um, looks pretty awesome. The security team comes with like a shitload of accessories. It's got a press mm-hmm. pad, like a, a backstage pass, clipboard, 
walkie-talkies, um, staff hats. Just like freaking awesome. So Do they got a timekeeper or a bell ringer? Uh not that they've shown yet. Oh man. This hey. is um um this is uh series one. It's from the what they call ringside chaos line. So, so I'm does, sure we uh, get the wait, does one of the security guards come with uh fireworks or uh like sparklers for Gilbert's uh entrance? No, but they definitely should. <laughs> they have uh, a Spanish announcing death. They do not, um, but they, according to Wrestling Figure News Source again, um, there will be many different genders, races, ethnicities, um, et cetera, acknowledged throughout the line. So more details coming soon. Speaking of that, how come W like WWE has never made like uh like a Spanish announced team? Like it's been the same two guys for like fifteen years. Because they're not on TV. <laughs> they're so, they used to be on the pay per views. I know, but they weren't like that was like the only time you really saw them though. And that that was pretty much it. And then maybe, like, I they get the table maybe, uh, maybe they'd have more sales for announcers if they did a Spanish announce team. Spanish announce team. Yeah. <laughs> that would I'm be sorry. Awesome. Maybe I want a Funaki in uh in freaking uh in a tuxedo? dress clothes to be on my freaking <laughs> announce team. No, he went on the Spanish uh, announce team. No, the, but he was on the uh Japanese announce team. The Japanese announce team. I want the French announced team. I want the German guys. Everyone loves Kung Fu Naki. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. A, uh, ring girl, like, uh, what's her name? Lillian Garcia. There you go. Oh, yeah. Nice. All right, so uh, let's get into this here. Zombie Sailor Toys just announced this week. They've had like a few different reveals this week for Comic-Con. Um, Jack Tunney. Yes. The WWF authority figure of the 80s and 90s. Jack Tunney is getting his first ever action figure. Wow. Crazy. Then we go from that to Raven. <laughs> what about so, me? What about Raven? So Raven's getting a figure in that line too. Raven is one of the few wrestlers that has had a figure for just about every company. Like the only the only company now would be, uh, I think Ring of Honor when they had figures and, um. Of course, AEW now, but Raven is one of the only wrestlers to have a figure for WCW, ECW, TNA, and WWE. Gotta love it. Crazy. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, speaking of ECW, Zombie Sailor Toys also announced to go along with your uh, your Sabu figure, Rob Van. Damn. So look at that. RVD got two figures coming out in the next year. 
a new Mattel figure and a uh, zombie sailor toys retro. Cool. Absolutely. Oh, you know that's coming. And then up for pre-order today too from Zombie Sailor. Um for actually this week, Wednesday, this started. Uh the Jeff Jarrett uh retro figure, which is the exact figure that was supposed to have been released for Hasbro uh back in the day before the line got canceled. Don't worry, Carl. Carl and I or Chris and I already got it pre-ordered for you. Oh, <laughs> it said it's on the way. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Ain't I great? Great double day that is. <laughs> so that's gonna that's pretty much it. Um, as far as like toy reveals this week, like I said, Mattel had a hell of a lot more stuff. Um, it's kind of hard to to go through all that when we're trying to keep this under like a couple hours, especially when we got some pay per views to talk about. Um, nothing yet from AEW, which I'm sure we'll see something this weekend. Um. Yeah, so let's get into next discussion topic that we have here. Uh, we talked a little bit last week. We did uh, what theme was better? So I'm probably gonna inc- try to incorporate this every week because that was kind of fun. But uh, this week, which Rob Van Dam theme is better? Uh, the whole fucking show. Your favorite one. Oh, you know that, that garbage impact one? <laughs> Your favorite one. <laughs> oh, oh, man. man. <laughs> if, the, if the answer is anything but Pantera's walk, it's wrong. <laughs> what about uh, when he was using that, like, I guess somebody covered it for him or something. That was like a different version of Walt played by somebody else. Um, who did that one? I know that one's on the uh, the ECW um, CD that came out. I think it was um, whoever did the ECW thing. Uh, Harry Slash and the uh, Slash Stones. That's who it was. So did the uh, the cover for that. Um. Yeah, but I mean, I don't know. It does really count like the ECW because ECW does use like regular music most of the time. Yeah, I mean, but it's still like iconic theme. So yeah, it's like just like New Jack using Natural Born Killers. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, it's probably his best one. One of a kind is a pretty good song. I dude, that's that's what made me think of this because I had um I was listening to uh the Breaking Point album that actually had one of a kind on there and that that happened to come on I was listening to it from oh random. dude the that like um the one of a kind that in uh, the Booker T song like where they kind of remix it. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, you mean like when they're when they're tag when they're tagging yeah. together? Yeah. That was pretty good. I that was actually pretty awesome. <laughs> I don't think I don't think it beats Pantera's walk, but <laughs> <laughs> No, it, it definitely doesn't beat out walk, but it was still pretty awesome. 
That's funny. Oh, man. All right. I love that. That Which theme is better? That's always... It's been fun the last couple weeks. All right. So let's get into it. Let's go bell to bell. Slammiversary. I full disclosure, I did not get to watch all of Slammiversary. Um, I was watching some highlights. Uh, the, as far as I got, pretty much was the uh, the X Division <laughs> um, Ultimate X match. Um, that's pretty much the only thing that I saw. So, full disclosure, I watched the whole thing. Nice. Full disclosure, it was better than Money in the Bank, hands down. From the first match, I yeah. <laughs> I think the first match alone was better than the whole money to make. <laughs> Impact Impact's been putting together pretty good pay per views. Yes, they have, especially even the ones that are just on like um, Impact Plus that are yep. like pretty much longer Impact episodes. Still have some pretty solid matches on there, and I think a lot of people are sleeping on Impact, um, especially as of late. So let's um, I don't know if any of these are in order. They're probably just they're just what I copied and pasted. Uh, I mean, I can read them off in order, but that's a view. I don't know them all in order. Um, so let's just we'll start down here at the bottom. I know this was on the um, this was on the actual card. This was on the kickoff, right? The tag, the knockout tag title match. Um, yes. The pre-show. Yeah, because I didn't see that. That was on the pre-show. Okay. So it was um. Fire and Flava defended against Kira Hogan and Tasha Steels. <laughs> Fire and Flava, Kira Hogan and Tasha Steels defended against Rosemary and Havoc. Yep, um, which uh, Havoc and Rosemary picked up the win on this one. So I know they showed yep. some uh, some uh, clips during Impact this week, and it looked like a pretty solid matchup. Um, we did get a rematch to close out Impact as well. Um, all three of us actually picked Fire and Flavor to retain, uh, but Havoc and Rosemary, your new knockout tag team champions. Is it one of them? I want to say it's Kira Hogan. Has Kira like, Hogan? Like, yes. Yeah, uh, done with Impact after this week's tapings. Yeah, we'll see where she ends up. Um, I'm sure it'll be uh somewhere, uh, somewhere in the Florida area. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, the letters may or not have an E and a W in it, but whatever. <laughs> Maybe. Or or an X and a T. So, <laughs> but we shall, we'll see where she ends up. But any place that Kira Hogan's go Kira Hogan ends up is gonna be she's gonna be a benefit to that locker room anyway. So. Mm-hmm. All right. So we go from that, and I know the opener was the X Division championship match and ultimate X. The return of Ultimate X. Uh, Josh Alexander put the title on the line against Petey Williams, Trey Miguel, Ace Austin, Chris Bay, and Rohit Raju. Um, Shira and Madman Fulton were banned from ringside for this match, uh, which they were not happy about later on in the show. Um, 
but this oh my god like that canadian destroyer oh my god right <laughs> holy that shit was dead. that chris bay was dead yep <laughs> i thought chris was... bay was dead for a while in that match <laughs> man that was insane oh and it just shows you like how good like pd williams still is mm-hmm like if anybody doubts for a second how how great P.D. Williams is, like you need to be like someone needs to slap shit out of you. So, um, I mean, like I think the good thing with this match is it really showed like everybody's like strengths and weaknesses and kind of like their personality. Like Rohit Raju being like this fucking smart dude doing all these like little things to try and get the title like a climbing up. Rope. I was dying. I was literally dying. I was like, man, this dude is hilarious. I mean, it's a hell of a lot better than Alexa Bliss trying to use her special supernatural powers to wheel the briefcase into her hand. So she's yeah. using the fucking, the fucking force or something. So like, <laughs> but I mean, I, but that's, I love Alexa Bliss though. And I love the character that she's doing, but that's fucking stupid. Yeah. <laughs> Use the force, bliss. <laughs> oh, oh god, that's shitty. But yeah, so this, um, from what it sounds like, from what you guys are telling me, the Ultimate X match was pretty much the match of the night. Um, but it is hard press. Um, for match of the night because pretty much every match on this card. Was a pretty good matchup. So, mm-hmm. uh, let's see. Uh, what we got? What was after that one? By the way, Josh Alexander won. I know. You, I don't remember if you said yes, that right, yes. Josh no. Alexander did retain. Barely. After that, I think was the tag uh, team match. Right? It might have been the tag team match. I don't know if it. It doesn't matter. It just, was just, uh, that was when, um, um, huh? Was it? Not, I don't remember. I don't that remember was um, this was Chelsea um, Green. that was the Matt Cardona Chelsea Green. Oh uh, yeah, Cardona Chelsea tech, Green, the mixed tag tech. match. Yep. Yeah. So we had um, it was Matt Cardona and a mystery partner taking on Brian Myers and. Uh, what's your face? It's Neil Dashwood. Uh, mystery partner. It's like we should have known it was going to be Chelsea Green. Yep. Which I, I think I said it was going to be Mickey James, just to be something different. She, but, she did show up. Yeah, but she did show up. But <laughs> uh, let's see. We who did we? Wait a minute. Hold on. Um, uh, go back to the ultimate next match. I think we all picked. You guys. Everyone but there, Garrett. Right? Carl, mean you picked Josh Alexander. Garrett picked Ace Austin. <laughs> I didn't pick. I didn't. I didn't pick Josh Alexander. You didn't pick Josh Alexander. Who'd I didn't you pick? pick Chris oh. Bay. I picked Chris Bay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, then you lost the point. <laughs> Doesn't matter. I think he still beat us overall. But anyways, we'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, it still did. Like, nah, it's bad though. <laughs> yeah. Uh all right. So yeah. So mixed tag match ends up being Chelsea Green. Chelsea hit a nice Canadian destroyer on Myers too, mm-hmm. which looked pretty good. 
um, with her broken arm. Um, Cardona and Chelsea picked up the win in this match as well. Um, Carl picked Dashwood and Myers. Uh, Garrett and I both picked Cardona and his mystery partner. Um, so points for us. Yay. Uh, let's see. Let's go. I'm just going to go right up to the next one that I have here. Eddie Edwards versus W. Morrissey. Uh, Morrissey picked up the win and remains undefeated against uh, the uh, Impact roster. This one. Because he, he cheated. Yeah, pretty much. So. <laughs> but it's, it looks like it's something that's going to continue. Um, as we saw on Impact this week, they kind of were still beating the shit out of each other. Um, yep. I think they Eddie announced Edwards. a match for like their next like big event or whatever. Yeah. Um, Edwards pretty much came prepared. He had a uh, Kenny, which is the uh, his kendo stick. So he ended up fending off Morrissey this week, but uh, slam anniversary it was quite the opposite. Um, both Carl and I picked Morrissey. Here I picked Eddie Edwards. Uh, let's see. Let's go up to the men's tag team match. Violent by design, uh, defending against Rich Swan, Willie Mack. Uh, TJP was pulled, so Falaba got to pick his own partner for this match, and is none other than No Way Jose. That was awesome, by the way. No <laughs> way, Jose. No, the whole way. entire. Jose. No, way. it was just funny Jose. watching like um, <laughs> him come out there with like the salsa line, Falaba yeah. dancing, and then like. They get in the ring and Rich Salon and uh, Willie Mack already in the ring. And they're just kind of like standing there. They're like, eh, okay. And then they start dancing too. <laughs> that was oh, cool. Okay. So hopefully this is the first we've seen of No Way Jose since his release last year. Yep. I think he's uh, now just No Way. Yeah. yeah no I way. think he's No Way, but like he just kept call- follow bothers kept calling him Jose. I mean, kind of hard not to. <laughs> yeah, but uh, that was pretty cool. Like I, I liked No Way Jose when he was on the NXT roster. I they kind of killed him when he came to Raw, but yep. we'll see what he does in Impact. I mean, so hopefully, this is more than one. He stays in the middle of the card. He's fine. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's one of those guys that like is a good mid carder and definitely one that you probably shouldn't see going for a main title. He's just like one of those fun guys. So yeah, but uh, the only like the only mid card title that Impact really has is the X Division title. Because mm-hmm. they don't really they don't have a television title anymore. They don't have anything really to that aspect. But um, but we'll see. We'll see what he does. Maybe him and uh, Follow Bow will be uh, tag team for a while. Maybe it should be kind of fun. Um, yeah, so that match, the Good Brothers were in this match as well. Um, Good Brothers are your new Impact World Tag Team Champions. Uh, Carl was the only one to pick the Good Brothers. I picked Violent by Design to retain, and Garrett picked Willie Mack and Rich Swan. Did it is uh nice to see the Good Brothers as tag team champions again, I will say. I mean, it's so that they have actual titles and they're not carrying yeah. around fake titles carrying around theirs. You know, you know, Callus is getting mad. He wasn't no. I mean, <laughs> I mean, they were due. They were due a win. Like they put, they put everybody over. They played ball with everybody. They did. Um, 
pretty much all like the the top tag teams on in Impact. They pretty much they they put them over. So um, even like singles matches, like Josh Alexander and um, Carl Anderson, oh great matches. But uh, yeah, uh, Diana Perazzo defending the Knockout Championship against a mystery opponent ends up being none other than one of the hottest women's wrestlers in like the last like couple years, Thunder Rosa. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was an awesome match. That was amazing. Like, from what I saw briefly on Impact this week, it looked pretty awesome. But Thunder Rosa, like the ring gear for a lot of these guys was like on point for Slammiversary. The Slammiversary pretty much is, is Impact's like WrestleMania type thing, but Thunder Rosa's ring gear was amazing. And face paint that went with it, yeah. It was nice. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. the headdress was awesome. Just absolutely amazing. But um, Deanna Perrazzo retains. Uh, we all picked Perrazzo. Kind of excited to where that's going. Because after the matchup, here comes Mickey James. We got to hear it. Hardcore country. You could barely hear it though, because the crowd was <laughs> yeah. so loud. Yeah, that small crowd, like those, that crowd killed it. Like, mm-hmm. it's amazing. But um, uh, Mickey James comes out and tries to extend the invitation to empower to Deanna Perazzo. Oh, but we got a little bit more of that this week, so we'll talk about that when we get to Impact. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much how that went. Didn't go over very well, but. Uh, <laughs> Deanna pretty much thought that Mickey was out there to steal her spotlight. <laughs> oh, man. I'm kind of looking forward to that. Um, Chris Saban versus Moose. I initially, when we did the, the notes, I made a mistake and put that Moose one because I honestly could not believe that Chris Saban beat Moose. If you watched the match, you wouldn't have said that. Yeah, that match so. was really good. I, I could only imagine. Like it's definitely something I'm gonna have to go back and check out. So, mm-hmm. Like as well as like the rest of this card. So but uh, yeah, we all picked Moose to win, so nobody got points for that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh man. All right, and the main event, Kenny Omega defending the impact championship against Sammy Callahan. Which had absolutely no build up from AEW at all. Everything was pretty much done on impact. Oh, no. Carl, did did you okay. like did you like the pizza cutter as much as I did? Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, say, so Chris, this, this if you want to know why than, uh, uh, Kenny Omega's head is wrapped, it's because he got a pizza cutter to the temple. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> it was the funniest yeah. damn thing this in the is, world. Uh, this is better than uh, the. Whatever Moxley and him had. Um, oh, absolutely. Yeah, it was it was hardcore. I got the thumbtacks out. I mean, there were kind of like some goofy moments where like uh, Kenny like dipped his knee pad in the thumbtacks and did like a knee to the face. I'm like, yeah, yeah kind of corny. Yeah, dipped his knee how. in the thumbtacks. What yep. the fuck is he fighting in the Kumite? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a little corny. <laughs> Jesus. 
That's just as bad as Kyle O'Reilly wrapping that chain around his knee. <laughs> then there was another point, too, where he put the thumbtacks in his mouth. Yeah, that was so weird. Yeah. I did not like I mean, that. that. Was, that was see, we've seen that before in something else. I can't remember what we saw that in, but uh, there's another match where they did that. And I think tried to like curb stop them too or something. Might have been something on dynamite. But uh Goodness. I don't know. Yeah, but uh Kenny Omega retained. Um we all picked Omega. One match that we are missing on here, we did see uh it's pretty much Fulton and Shira were kind of pissed because they were not allowed to be at ringside. So um Scott Demore had them fight in a tag match against a returning Finn Juice. Got destroyed by Finn Juice. Well, one yeah. of them did. Yeah. One of them did. The other one left left. <laughs> so Finn Juice, of course, picked up the win in their return to Impact Wrestling. Uh, which leads us to after the main event, Jay freaking white, the switchblade leader of the bullet club, the last rock and roller. OMG, the never open weight champion. Jay white comes out face to face. Kenny Omega, but that ends up getting jumped by David Finley. Because they actually, uh, Finley is uh, next in line for the uh, the never open weight championship. So Finley jumps, uh, jump switchblade. Then uh, they're standing in the ring, like stare down with the with the elite, and then uh, switchblade from behind hits the Blade Runner on Finley and just takes off. Mm-hmm. So, pretty awesome. That crowd, like I saw the debut of Switchblade. That crowd went fucking nuts. That was like the most hype that they were all night. Mm-hmm. Jay White came out, so yep. pretty awesome. So yeah, I kind of that's like something I I learned this uh, this week is I turned stuff off too early because that I, I turned uh, impact off like too early, and then like later on, everybody's like, oh, just, and the same <laughs> thing with uh, Money in the Bank, like. I didn't know Cena had came back, and people were like, "Oh, you see Cena?" I'm like, "Oh no, <laughs> I'm fucking pissing off." You know, hey, no, you you should have played with it. No, I didn't see him. No, 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 I didn't. I watched the whole thing. I waited till it end. I didn't see nobody. I heard some visible man talking or something. I don't know. I didn't see nobody. <laughs> oh, that's great. All right, so let's that was Slammiversary. Slammiversary sounds like it was a pretty awesome event. If you guys haven't checked it out, definitely check it out. I'm going to try to set some time aside this weekend to uh, get caught up on that because it looks like I missed one hell of a show. Um, yeah. um, funny, better, one of the better pay-per-views of the year. I, mm-hmm. I'm going to take you guys' word for it so I actually watch it. So. Mm-hmm. Um, Good. Let's get into uh, Money in the Bank, um, which had its fair share of issues, thanks to Peacock. So, oh, man. Uh, yeah. A whole lot of uh, glitching and delays and buffering and tried to blank, tried to censor uh, freaking Charlotte Flair flipping off the crowd and just went to a complete black screen. <laughs> it's not working on my end. That, see, that's uh, why I didn't finish watching it. I remember now. It was so bad, me, that I just went to bed. I was like, fuck it. 
You don't want to fix yourself? Fuck it. I, go to bed. That's the uh, the general consensus I saw across Twitter while the paper was going on because I unfortunately had to work. Um, a lot of people were just like, yeah, I'm not watching this. No. I mean, it really wasn't turned. like there was not a whole lot that made you really want to watch it. Be yeah, I mean, some stuff wasn't bad from what I saw. No, um, the women's women's money in the bank ladder match kicked off the show. Um, it was Oscar, Naomi, Alexa, Nikki, Ash, Liv Morgan, Zelina Vega, Natalia, and Tamina in this one. So, um, there were a few things wrong with this match. Yeah, there's there's some yeah, stuff like the freaking like you guys mentioned the tug of war thing with the ladder. Yeah. That was dumb. That, that was pretty bad. So um that was I didn't bad. like I didn't uh, like the end either with like six of them on the ladder and then uh Nikki like runs up the ladder and just happens to grab the belt. Yeah. I mean I just wanted to do that ball. because of how her character has been like yeah. she has like she basically does like the Colt Cabana pin. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like she just like wins. It's just like kind of to her character. I don't like it either, but it's just like how her character is. But it was my, it my, was cool to see Nikki get the briefcase. Like someone completely different in the title picture. Um, yeah. which she was gonna get put in the title picture regardless, but right. just the way that her character's been resonating with the crowd. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my thought, my thought is though, it's like you're watching like a rehearsal for Money in the Bank, rather than yeah. watching Money in the Bank is what it was like to me. It's just like yeah. too many spots, like too many people run into too many spots and too much acting and not wrestling, and it was. I think that seems to be the problem. Like as much as we like the ladder matches, the Money in the Bank matches, I think that seems to be the problem with all of them. Is uh, like, okay, we got to hurry up and get through this spot so we can go set up, you know, this ladder and these tables for this next spot, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like no actual, doesn't feel like a natural progression of the matches at all. See, so another thing that I didn't really get was why, uh, why did, uh, why did they decide to like bury Alexa Bliss in like three ladders? Was that going to solve the problem? Three. It was like it was like twenty ladders. <laughs> I guess, and I don't know what problem that solved. I don't know. Well, I think you could use powers to get out or whatever. Yeah, but we didn't see we didn't see Bliss the rest of the match though. After she got buried. So. Yes. Yeah. I think maybe it was a throwback to when the Fiend took on Rollins and Rollins buried him in all those chairs. Good. No, I don't know. We'll just go with that. Um. <laughs> That was probably like one of the dumber things of the night. One of the, the many dumb things. Um, Nikki, Nikki, ASH, almost a superhero, Nikki Cross, uh, retrieves the briefcase and is your new Miss Money in the Bank. Uh, Carl was the only one to pick Nikki. I picked Zelina and Garrett picked Alexa. So, not too shabby on that one. Ooh, weird. All right. What else do we have on here? I feel like there's a match missing. Uh, mm. So you got the WWE Championship match, Bobby Lashley versus Kofi Kingston. I don't think you're missing a match. Okay. It just looks like, like they're 
There'll be a match missing. Um, what style match did they do after that? Was it was was it Lashley and Kofi after the women's money in the no, bank? I think it was. Uh, wasn't it? Um, it was Ripley it was and Ripley, Flair, I think. Ripley and Flair. All right, uh, we'll just we'll just run through this like the way we got it on here. Uh, men's money in the bank ladder match: uh, Ricochet, John Morrison, Johnny Drip Drip, the Moist Sea Superstar. Yeah. Uh, uh, Riddle, thanks, thanks for Drew McIntyre, <laughs> Biggie, Kevin Owens, Shinsuke Nakamura, and Seth King. Rollins. King um, I like how I picked the winner. I don't know how that happened. I, I don't know either. Card and I ended up but, getting uh, it right. Yeah, congrats to Big E finally. Second oh. time. Let's see what he does with this briefcase, but uh. Let's Some of the stuff. Let's just hope he doesn't lose it in the court of law. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> uh, Some of the stuff was pretty solid. Um, I did see a couple things with this matchup, but uh, the interaction between Rick Boogs and Matt Riddle before the match. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that was funny. Then, like, everyone, like, He's like, yeah, can you play Randy's theme? <laughs> He's like, I don't know if I know that one. I've never really tried it. Oh, I'm just kidding. I know it. It was like Shinsuke just like looking at him. And then he, like, 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 then he like, hits the Orton the fuck pose. What is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. That was great. And they're, going, they're just going in and you see Shinsuke like hitting the Orton pose just standing there. And KO was like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, my. We're going to get ready for the match. My uh, my thing was buffering, so I, like, I, cause I watched it night of, so I didn't get to see all that. Like, uh, I saw that, and then mine just like stopped working, and then I just did not watch it, cause I was like, really not wanting to watch. I really didn't feel like watching it. <laughs> so, oh man. So yeah, Biggie is able to retrieve the briefcase, so he is the new Mister Money in the Bank for this year. Huge props to Big E. Well, let's see where they roll with this. Who's he going to cash in on? Is it going to be, be Cena? Who knows? I'm not a big Big E fan, so I hope he like challenges for like the Intercontinental title or something. I doubt that one. No. I know, but I can hope. <laughs> you can hope. We'll let you have your hopes, Carl. I don't know. His <laughs> matches are boring to me. That's yeah, okay. We all have that one superstar where their matches are like incredibly boring. All right. Uh, Raw Women's Championship. Rhea Ripley taking on Charlotte. Fe- Charlotte. Uh, Charlotte picks up the win in this one. I heard this one was a pretty solid matchup. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The and them, it was so. a surprise, too. So it was a surprise. Yeah, because none of us thought yeah. Flair was going to win. Oh, yeah, that's right. We all picked Ripley to retain yeah. over this one, at least going to uh, uh, SummerSlam. But yeah, no, Charlotte picks up the win. Um, was it like 13 time champion or something? 11, yeah. somewhere around there? I don't know. 
they kept oh. making a big deal out of that Monday night, just saying like, "Yeah, Charlotte's a whatever time champion." Blah blah blah. Eleven. So, yeah. No. That was good. Uh, Bobby Lashley defends against Kofi Kingston. Uh, Bobby retains. I have a lot of problems with this match. A lot of problems with it. So, so, so this is the difference between the like. It's a perfect example between the two shows. You have a guy like Moose. He's kind of like Bobby Lashley in a sense. Yeah. You have a guy like Chris Saban. He's kind of like Kofi in a sense. That match was good because it was a a match where two guys actually like went back and forth. Not oh, uh, Bobby Lashley's gonna wrestle with Goldberg, so we gotta make him destroy uh, an ex uh, WWE champion because God forbid Bobby Lashley look like a tiny man and actually just have a good match with somebody. Yeah, that's that's, a, that's what I don't like. Very very valid point on that one, Tim. <laughs> That's what I don't. That's uh, well, that's WWE's mo. Like the big guys are always, you know, built up to be the monsters and can't have like a good solid match between like a smaller guy. They got to dominate. So. Yeah, and it's also because he's got to wrestle Goldberg, and you can't make yeah. him look weak to Goldberg. Like, oh, Goldberg would have destroyed uh, Kofi Kingston too. That's the way he's put. You would put it. Yeah, I just hate that. It's just so dumb to me. But whatever. Yeah, but Lashley retained. So we still get uh, some more Lashley as champion. Um, Universal Championship match was the main event of the show. Roman Reigns defending against Edge. Um, Roman retained the title. And we had a huge return at Money in the Bank. John Cena. John Cena returns. Um, no. The crowd was hot for Cena. Mm-hmm. White hot when Cena came out. Mm-hmm. It was the same on Raw Monday night. I'm sure it was the same on SmackDown. Uh, but pretty much Cena said he's there to challenge for the Universal Championship. So No, he's there because he, he's all out of bubble gum. He's... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's, but we picked Roman to retain. Roman retains. I think I said that already with the return of Cena. Uh, Cena shows up on Raw Monday night. Blah, blah, blah. Um, so let's break it down as far as prediction picks. Uh, Carl, seven between the two shows. Uh, Garrett had six, and I'm holding up the bottom with five. So. Well, at least one of us knows what we're talking about, right? <laughs> one of us. <laughs> awesome. Good. Oh, it is all good. So, uh, let's run through this real quick. It's not really much to, um, not a whole lot to discuss here, but Monday Night Raw, we saw the return of Keith Lee answering uh, Bobby Lashley's open invitation. Uh, Keith Lee got completely manhandled. Again, didn't like that shit either, but go ahead. Yeah. Uh, so Keith Lee gets destroyed. Goldberg returns. Oldberg is there to challenge Lashley at SummerSlam. You know, automatically just shows up. Um, Goldberg, who has not, who has lost the last two matches that he's been in, shows up and automatically gets a title match. Who's Goldberg? <laughs> Uh, that, uh, that excuse can only go so far. 
sucks, but um, I believe this is probably a, either this is the last match he has on this contract or he's got one more after this. But either way, like he's pretty much like almost done or done to, after this matchup. So we'll see where that goes from there. Hopefully he doesn't resign for another like two years. Hope he needs not. to just retire, like officially retire. Um, let's see. Carry across debuted as well. A lot of people pissed about this debut. Because um, he lost. Uh, lost to Jeff Hardy. Apparently it's Vince McMahon being a dick. Yeah, but uh, didn't Hardy use the ropes to get the pin on Cross on this one? I think so. Yeah, a little, little bit of uh, leverage. Uh, I meant to ask, did you uh, do you hear uh, Jeff Hardy's theme song? Yes, they brought back uh, a yeah, no more words returned. Um, because that was part of the deal, like to bring that song back once they had a crowd again. So Jeff Hardy's got his uh. No more words theme song back. So yeah. Uh yeah. So that happened and Nikki cashes in the money in the bank briefcase to close out the show. Nikki Cross, your new raw women's champion, cashing in on Charlotte Flair after she got her ass beat by Rhea Ripley. <laughs> I got to say, that was pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Nice to see someone new. Like we said earlier in the, the title picture, but someone new holding that title. Um, and it's definitely well-deserved. Nikki Cross been putting in a lot of work as of recently. So. Uh, let's see. NXT this week. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly took on Austin Theory. Um, really good Drake. match. That was a great match. That was really uh, why I put it on here because it was good. So definitely go back and check that out if you missed that. Uh, Drake Maverick pins the LA Knight uh, with a little bit of help from Cameron Grimes. This storyline, oh my God, is one of the best storylines continuously on NXT every single week. Mm-hmm. So if you're not watching NXT, you definitely need to be. If it's not just for LA, LA Knight and Cameron Grimes, this so, mm-hmm. is like pure gold as far as entertainment goes. It's just amazing. So, yep. All right. And then uh, Karrion Cross takes out William Regal. Um, Joe is pretty much looking for Cross like all freaking night. So. Yep. So we are definitely going to see Samoa Joe versus Cross. Yep. In the near future. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see. Uh, NWA this week. Uh, they announced the NWA Champion Series. Uh, basically, what this is going to do, there's going to be four teams. Um, each um, with a current champion and a legend or retired talent so one of the teams had um velvet sky (laughs) um as like the as the legend so (laughs) i was like okay uh but the legends that they had were um austin idol melina terrence terrell and velvet sky and then um this article i'm looking at here says they're stretching the definition of a legend with a few of those. 
uh, which is definitely uh, Taryn Terrell and Velvet Sky. So, uh, let's see. Participants, Sky Blue, Slice Boogie, Jordan Clearwater, Colby Carino, Crimson, Jack Stain, Kratos, which kind of boggles my mind because Kratos is one half of the tag title, so he shouldn't be in in this matchup, but whatever. Um, yeah. Look at just lost where I was at. There you go. Kratos, JTG, Genocide, Lady Frost, Tom Latimer, the Mystery Man, Mims, Trevor Murdoch, Kenzie Page, Jeremiah Plunkett, Sal Renal, Marche Rocket, Fred Rosser, and Tyrus. So the teams broke down like this. Camille was the captain, Aaron Stevens, Nick Aldis, and the Pope, all captains because they're all champions. Uh, Camille gets paired up with Austin Idol. Aaron Stevens gets paired up with Terrence Rell, Nick Aldis and Molina, and Pope and Velvet Sky. Um, so basically, they pick their teams, and the whole thing with this is... I can find the breakdown. All right. Uh, uh, draft teams of five each. The winning team gets title shots for each team member, and the captain of the team uh, will be will get protection from their team for one year, as in their team cannot challenge the captain for that championship. So if Nick Aldis wins, his team wins. Anyone that was on his team cannot challenge Aldis for Sweet Charlotte. But, uh, the teams, yeah. But then all the other teams, all but all the team members get get a title shot for whatever title they decide to go for. So, um, the teams broke down like this: Camille and Austin Idol pick Tom Lander, Latimer, Kenzie Page, Kratos, Mims, Sal Ronaldo, Stevens, and Terrell got Tyrus, Lady Frost, JTG, um, Arche Rocket, Jordan Clearwater, Aldis and Molina pick Crimson, Sky Blue, Fred Roster, Slice. Pogi, Jeremiah Plunkett, Open Velvet got Trevor Murdoch, Genocide, Jack Stain, the Mystery Man, and Colby Carino. So basically, this whole edition of Power was them picking the teams, and then we'll get into the actual matches next week, um, which should be pretty awesome. So next week, your side is used randomly as alternates. Colby Carino going to Pope's team. Nothing big on there. All right. Um, AEW this week. Dynamite saw the debut of the King of the Death match, Nick Gage. I'm not going to lie. I had no idea who that was, but uh, you guys yeah, can yell at me. I, He's a hardcore legend. Yeah, pretty much. He's one of those guys that can't wrestle an actual match and can only do like hardcore stuff. Uh, that's pretty okay. much it. His main weapon that he uses is a pizza cutter. Oh, so just yeah. They actually did a uh, behind a uh, dark side of the ring on him as well. Um, dude robbed a bank to get money for meth. So, um, apparently he's been clean and sober for a while now, but like it is pretty much just like bum fight. Like bum fights is what he does. So. Um, so that was, yeah, he did. I think it was, um, Arquette was the one that got his mouth cut with the pizza cutter. So I think he cut the, uh, the side, like 
of Arquette's mouth into his cheek with the pizza cutter. Um, yeah. Uh, let's see. We had uh, Lance Archer take on John Moxley for the IWGP US Championship. Archer picks up the win on that one and will challenge Bullet Club, New Japan star Hikaleo next week. And uh, Nick Gage will also take on Jericho next week in a death match um, to which Jericho is bringing back the pain mate. Good stuff. So next week is fight for the fallen, uh, which will have the, the huge 10 mag 10 man tag match between the Hardy or not the heart of the family office, the elite and hangman in the dark order. So this matchup, if hangman and dark order wins, uh, hangman still gets his title shot and the dark order get tag title shots. So we'll see how that, how that plays out next week. So, uh, uh, impact biggest thing, Chris Bay joins the Bullet Club, or did he? Or did he? Yes, um, he did come out and make the save for Jay White um, against the Good Brothers. Uh, he was not wearing a Bullet Club shirt, but after uh, last night's pay per view, he was left a uh, there's a Bullet Club shirt left in his locker room, or after Slammiversary. So we'll see how that goes from there. Pretty awesome storyline. And is Josh Alexander next in line for Kenny Omega? Dun, dun, dun. Exhibition champion versus world heavyweight champion. Yes, please. Oh, good stuff there. Um, definitely check out Impact. This, if you're not watching it, a lot of good stuff going on. Um, so let's jump from that. From bell to bell, if you guys are ready to do some uh, vintage throwdown? Sure. Did you want to hear it? Nope. <laughs> oh, I'm man. Sorry. Sorry. The Wrestle Getting Podcast is brought to you each and every week by stackofcards.com. Yes, that's stackofcards with a Z.com. The best place for your trading card fix. Whether it's new packs or vintage packs, sports cards or entertainment cards, stackofcards.com has everything you need to feed that trading card addiction. Plus, if you use the code VINTAGE at checkout, you'll save an additional 10% off your order. So pick up your cards today at stackofcards.com. That's stackofcards with a Z.com. So vintage start out this week. We uh checked out the premiere episode of Shotgun Saturday Night. Oh, which uh came to us live from a bar in New York City. <laughs> oh, uh, this is actually pretty. I remember watching these, like especially the ones that took place in like the bars and the nightclubs, and how much fun these were. Uh, the show opened with Bob Backlund like yelling at everybody that there's like nudity and it's like a, a house of um, uh, what do you call it? Yeah, house of sin and like the whole city need to be shut down and like banned and like all this other crap. So <laughs> crazy Bob Backlund is the best. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we go from that to Backlund like completely like freaking out. Uh, we had the Flag Nuns take on the Godwins. Uh, Flag yeah. Nuns pick, picked up the win on that one. Um, 
And then Brother Love came out. And then the Flying Nuns were renamed the Sisters of Love. <laughs> what was it? It was um, Sister Abigail and Mother Smucker. Yeah, I think so. Or not Sister Abigail. Something else. It was Sister Something and Mother Smucker. <laughs> I remember it's like Mother Smucker. But then you get a good look at him, you're like, oh shit, that's Mosh and Thrasher. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. I guess uh, re- real men actually do wear skirts. <laughs> so, but that was awesome. So, uh, what else we have? Ahmed Johnson took on Crush from the Nation of Domination. Um, that dive at the, uh, the beginning. Ahmed Johnson. Uh, yeah. Running out, diving over the rope. That was pretty cool. Insane. These were great. Like just being like the whole bar setting and everything was just awesome. Uh, Goldust uh, took on. What's up? I was gonna say Sammy uh, teased the uh, sex tape. Oh, that's actually. Oh yeah, I think that was at the end. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, after the Goldust took on the Sultan, which you thought would have been the main event for some reason that it wasn't. Or even Ahmed, Ahmed versus Crush. Ahmed Johnson versus Crush. How did, how did Goldust get the win, though? Uh, Goldust got the win because Marlena showed her tits to the Sultan. <laughs> and Bob Backlund had to pull him out of the ring. <laughs> or not. Yeah, Bob Backlund had to pull him out of the ring just uh, to keep, keep him from being distracted and staring at the sin. <laughs> oh, man. It makes you wonder if they're actually covered, like what was facing the crowd compared to what was facing the camera. Yeah, you have to ask the crowd. <laughs> oh man, this is this is such a fun show. Uh, the main event: Masquerita Sagrada took on Mini Vader, who was accompanied by Jim Cornette. <laughs> <laughs> this started off with Sonny leading the crowd in the Macarena, pretty much. But it was called the Masquerita, and Todd Pentengale doing a rap. <laughs> Gary, you need to go back and watch. You need to go watch this just for Todd Pentengale's rap. Okay, I'll do that just for y'all. Oh, uh, that's awesome. So, uh, uh, I don't know what the hell happened in this match. It ended up being like one big clusterfuck. But uh, apparently, Cornette got his got pants. Yeah. <laughs> Then he's like trying to run out the building with no pants on, and Mini Vader's like already in the car. <laughs> Crazy shit. Yeah. So then, uh, pretty much close out the show with that. And then Sonny's um, promoting a uh, a home video that she has for uh, the next week. <laughs> um, six eight. That was after the Marlena thing. Cause she like. Why would I think too hard? Wait to show my to or my sex tape, whatever. Oh, what I, which saying? I remember like, watching as a kid. And <laughs> if you haven't seen it, it's pretty fucking pretty fucking funny. <laughs> it was um. She kept saying too, like that uh, she was the sexiest woman on the roster. All this other stuff, and like she was pissed at Marlena for like flashing her boobs. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, that was great. So, um, maybe next week we can find uh the second episode. 
and watch that. Maybe you'll have uh, Sonny's uh, home video on there. Oh, God. <laughs> Young Sonny is way better, like, way better looking than, like, old Sonny. So. Yeah, but then you know what that turns into, and then you lose all I know. That's kind of rough. But... I was like, knowing what you know now, would you go back in time to sleep with Sonny? As a tough choice, but uh, yeah. All right, so that's uh, that's pretty much it this week. That's going to bring us to a close. Um, again, make sure you guys follow us on Twitter, WrestleGannon Pod with one D, Instagram WrestleGannon Pod with two Ds, and our sister Instagram for the underscore collection where we have more of the toy stuff. Uh, Facebook.com slash WrestleGannon Pod, YouTube.com slash for the collection, ProWrestlingTees.com slash WrestleGannon Podcast, where you can check out our merchandise. And redbubble.com slash people slash Russell getting pod, uh, where we have some more merch that you can check out. Um, and as always, be sure to check out our friends, the other four horsemen of wrestling podcast, the fig cave with Phil Gentile, who just dropped a new episode this week, talking to uh fig heel, um, who just dropped a wrestling figure encyclopedia pretty much. Um, which is like an entire list checklist of every single like wrestling figure up until I think a few months ago. Um, so definitely check that out. Uh, Brunin podcast dropped new episode this week as well. And the call up uh, with our good friend, Kenny, who uh, dropped uh, his interview this week with Connor of the Ascension. So definitely make sure you are subscribed to all three of them. So you don't miss any of the new stuff that's coming out. Uh, theme of the week. Garrett, your pick this week. Yep. And I chose uh, Moose's theme. Current theme or the theme where they go Moose? Nope. Current theme. Current theme. All right. Moose's current theme. We can do that. Oh. All right. You guys got anything you want to add before we uh, say goodnight? Oh, uh, yeah. I just want to go out to my uh, daughter. Amelia turned uh, three years old today. Oh, what? Yeah. Happy birthday. What, what? What, what? Happy birthday. What, what? Oh, happy God. birthday. <laughs> awesome. I know that right. I better listen to this podcast. You just saw it. You skipped forward to that part. Yeah, there you go. That when you three. Just you can skip forward to that part, and that's that's pretty much all you can play for. <laughs> oh, all right, y'all. That's gonna do it for us this week. Uh, thank you guys for checking us out. We are coming up on our two-year anniversary. Uh, this is episode one hundred two, so two more weeks. <laughs> episode one hundred four. Two two years. Insane. Been doing this for two years. That's said that is insane after the hundredth episode. But yeah, two years definitely. Um, yeah, so thanks again. Um, half of myself, Chris the Heat Matthew, Scared G Money Mud, and the Tennessee Jesus Paul Crossland. This has been episode 102 of the Wrestling Gunner Podcast. And we'll check you guys next week. Later, Marks. Don't forget to pull out. <laughs> Oh, man. <laughs>